Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Us, a show dedicated to bringing real help to real couples. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and together we are high-performance marriage coaches. We are cutting through the bullcrap and creating a movement of happy, healthy, badass couples all over the world. Let's go! We are here for the last episode of our Anatomy of Redemption series, and mm. this title of this episode is called Back to God, and we are going to talk God. about all the things that we're doing to redeem our faith. That's not what I meant to say. Rebuild our faith in our marriage, like our faith in God and all of that jazz in our marriage, and we're going to talk about it. And grow and seek God and lead, and what does that mean, and trust God, and bring that part back into our lives because it was an integral part in our engagement, in our early marriage. Dating dating, all kinds of stuff. And as you know, this is number five, so you've listened to four episodes already. We got away from it. We got away from it hard. I got away from it, but God has been calling us back, calling us back, calling us back over and over. Melanie says that she feels like uh, God has been running after her, right? Mm -hmm. Even though you were an a-hole to God, and I scoffed at God and all this. And I'm going to give that old caveat again. I grew up in the church, and I am super sick of stupid church stuff. There is church hurt. There are dummies out there and all kinds of stuff. But that does not reflect uh, who God is and his sovereignty, right? Mm -hmm. And I mistook that and got really pissed and mad at the church and went away for it for a long time. And anything that we say is our, our journey, our experience. So I'm not calling you to be like, hey, you're a stupid sinner and do this and X, Y, Z. This is a, a way of life that has benefited us so much. Mm -hmm. And just in these last three, I love it when you look at me like that, like three to four weeks has been, wow, that mm -hmm. is crazy. There's no other explanation than God showing up supernaturally, all kinds of stuff. And I am continually, <laughs> continually <clears throat> super excited about what's going on and uh, excited about... Um, who this helps, uh, how it helps us, how it helps our family, and generational impact, not only for us and our family, but for you guys, for, for mm -hmm. listeners. We pray that it is really helpful for you to get your stuff together and be like, what the F am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? And ask God, and He is faithful. So, I sound like a, I sound like a pastor. Jeez. Uh, yeah, the pastor goes, what the F am I doing? <laughs> I'd go to that church. <laughs> Same. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that, again, the reason that I wanted to do this episode was you've watched, you've sort of, we've shared our journey and we've shared it very intentionally because it's, I have found it almost impossible to find resources that are the in-between of, they're either like so Christianese and so like, again, that like the worship song thing I went on, the tirade I went on in the last episode mm -hmm. of, I just receive. I'm just here. Use me, Lord. Like they're so wussy. And the, then the only the complete opposite is people deconstructing their faith who are like, you know, microdosing and at a whorehouse. You know, like what? there's just no in between. Not, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Like people mm -hmm. who are like, yeah, nothing matters. We have sex with anyone and we are married and who cares? You right. know what I'm talking about? Like mm -hmm. there, these two extremes do exist and there are not enough bridges in the middle of those to walk like, where's the balance? Right. We don't need to be wusses for Jesus, but we also don't need to be like the most pagan of pagans and 
blood sacrifice, sex rituals, sex cults. We don't need that. No. Uh-uh. No, no. <laughs> um, so I wanted to like talk about it and talk about what we're doing now mm-hmm. and why we're at where we're at and all of that. Okay. Jazz. So what are we doing now? Well, for one. <clears throat> since you asked. <laughs> Thought you'd never ask. Thanks. Um, why right now we are going to church at New Community Church across the street. Uh, with our kids, we, our boys come to church with us. They don't go to the youth thing. They prefer coming and like just sitting in the actual sermons, which I love cause they'll talk to us about it. Mm-hmm. Hattie goes to the kid thing and dances and loves that. Mm-hmm. Um, we are currently, we're, hold on, I want to spend some time on each oh, okay. thing, Sorry. right? And we're building community there. Uh, I am friends with one of the pastors there mm-hmm. and he's cool and he I don't know, has taken a liking to me. And he's like, yeah, let's go to lunch. Well, let's meet. And I used to meet him weekly, like a couple of years ago, you know, even when I thought church was stupid. I forgot about that. Yeah. and I uh, really like him a lot. He's, he's a, so He's nice. a really cool dude. He reminds and, me of Aaron Walker. Yeah. And I like him. So we're building community there. I am uh, shooting bows and arrows with some dudes uh, this Sunday. You mean practicing bow hunting, not just like sticks with strings on them. That sound is so, I'm just shooting bows and arrows. We're going to do what me and the kids do every year when I take them camping. We take some string and find a stick and like shoot crooked arrows that go go two feet, right? Which is awesome and fun. Guys, do that with your boys. And And uh, your daughters. No, we're we're shooting archery. We're Mm. shooting archery at targets for, I'm actually training to go on a deer hunt with Ryan Mickler, which Mm -hmm. is going to be sick. Yeah, that's going to be so So cool. So anyway, I think that's the first time I said that. Mm-hmm. Publicly. So anyway, that's going to be cool. And um, building community there. And as you know, I'm a drummer, toured in a rock band for a long time. We played music at Mars Hill. Melanie is a singer, operally, operally, uh, trained, classically trained in opera and also classically trained in viola. And we are looking to do music again there. There's a need. Um, I mentioned that and all the band people were like, uh yes, please come we now. Can you play a song right now? Quite come to a consensus on that, but okay. Why don't yeah. you tell all of our millions of friends? Well, we're we're not. <laughs> we're thinking about it. We're thinking about it, right? So we're getting plugged back in, is what I'm saying. Building community there, plugged back in. But also before that, we are praying. 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 Let's talk about our prayer life for a minute. Oh, sorry, I didn't know you were tossing the ball. We're doing to a me. show, by the I way. I thought you were going to say more about it, so. <laughs> Um, in the bigger scope of things, the scheme of things, I also joined a women's mastermind that is a faith-based business mastermind to run our businesses. So we have several businesses that we run. The podcast is one of them. Coaching is one of them. Products is one of them. And, uh, I joined this community and intentionally chose a faith-based like Christian ladies business community. So that actually inspired this idea so every day we're setting our alarms to 5.30 in the morning. Our alarm goes off. We don't even get out of bed. We literally just like turn towards each other. Like I think it was yesterday we sat up in bed and just sat and prayed together for mm-hmm. 30 minutes. We set the timer for 30 minutes, which can go by super fast, which is crazy because yeah. you think 30 minutes. How can I pray for 30 minutes? <clears throat> you start praying about like all the things that really matter and praying for protection and all of that stuff. It goes by like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's another thing we're implementing that, Again, that came from, that idea came from the mastermind that I'm a part of, um, the Live Out Loud Elite Mastermind with Brooke Thomas, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. So Um, intentionally praying, not just like we used to, 
before dinner or like, oh, mm-hmm. let's pray for our trip because, you know, mm-hmm. we're going on a road trip or something like that, uh, which is fine. I wish I was going on a road trip. Let's go on a road trip. Let's go. Uh, intentionally praying. Mm-hmm. Like never, nary before have we woken up early to pray for half an hour mm-hmm. together. We just, we just haven't. And it did, it did go by quick. And if you're really being intentional, of course, we talk about intentionality, uh, responding rather than reacting, all the things that you've heard us say forever. In prayer, I can't think of a more intentional way to do things. You know, No matter what you believe, we're being intentional about setting the tone for the day, thinking about other people in our lives. You know, if you want to call it, you know, sending good energy or whatever, you know, but in our belief, it's like praying straight to the creator of the entire universe and cosmos and having the belief that God hears us, mm-hmm. you know, to a, to, a, to a very real degree. Right. So we are intentional on that. And what you think that does our marriage what do you think it does like when we're laying in bed holding hands or cuddling or snuggling or snoodle nesting or whatever and we're praying about our marriage our family our finances our home our business our friends our kids decision Mm -hmm. decisions directions, God, we pray for wisdom and discernment and all these things. What do you think that it does for our relationship? Does it strengthen it? Does it bring it closer together? Do we get on the same page more? Of course we do. Mm -hmm. Of course we do. So just by that alone, if you want to improve your marriage, start praying with your spouse, Mm -hmm. right? Be intentional on that. And then also, and I've done this for a very long time, actually, yeah, forever. Praying over the kids, not just praying mm-hmm. with the kids, like, mm-hmm. hey, kids, come on, let me pray with you. No, like putting your hands on them, praying. I pray protection, spiritual, physical, emotional, all this stuff. You know, I pray, you know, thank you for the young men you're, or, you know, the young little girl you are, you know, Hattie and, you know, Marin and stuff like that. Being intentional and speaking success over them. I pray that you guys make the right decisions. I pray that you help people. I pray that you have self-confidence, all this stuff. So that again is being intentional. So that's part of our prayer life. And um, what else? Well, I, I wanted to share sort of like the breakdown of how we do the day because I think it's super important. So like we said, we wake up at 530. We sit in bed and pray for at least 30 minutes and then we start our day. But then immediately following getting out of bed, we go downstairs to our dining room table, uh, make a coffee and then sit with our Bibles. This is my Bible. I, do you remember the whole story behind this? I do. Who gave this to me? My mother. Seth's mom. She even engraved your name on it. Got me a Bible when we were, we were dating. We weren't Mm -hmm. even married, were we? No, we had to be married because it says Studley on it. Oh. Um, but this is the box that it came in, and I had a, a bag from Barnes & Noble, I think, and I made a box with a handle for a travel Bible. map. And it has Starbucks stickers all over it and Tully's stickers. It's so fun. But every day we sit down at the table and read our Bibles. We read them separately. Um, but then in my daily routine... I write a Bible verse in my planner that I made, which I Mm -hmm. wish I had brought out here because my goodness, wouldn't that have been wise? But I have a planner that I made. And so I put my Bible verse down. It has my today's prayer, 
It has thoughts that keep me stuck, thoughts that move me forward. I'm grateful for, and God help me, da da da. And mm-hmm. I, I can, I'm gonna get it designed so that people can buy it because people have been asking about it. Right. But we build our entire day around our faith, like around our belief that God is good, God's got our back, He knows what's up, and that we can ask God for help. Right. And we attempt to schedule as much as we can from that space of like goodliness, good things. And then we use our power couple planner. Like literally we fill it into our week. Like what, how are we going to hang out? What are we going to do this upcoming week? And it's all, again, I'm, I'm saying that it's all tied together. We plan the wellness and prosperity of our marriage from a place of like divine inspiration sound weird well god's understanding and not our own how about that yeah yeah you know what i'm saying and uh sure things are divinely inspired uh which have happened by the way to me since what's uh, I don't what know, happened what november like i'm sitting there you know before people wake up or whatnot this is before we started praying together in bed uh reading the bible which i've done every day this year thanks a lot that's the goal <laughs> Uh, and getting some sort of, I don't know, this may sound weird or I don't care. Uh, not my own thoughts, Mm -hmm. like a download, Mm -hmm. you know, from God. And one of the things specifically, and I have them written down, Mm -hmm. but one of the things that I have told you, I've told you all of them, but one of the things are God said, Hey, my words, not yours on the show. You know what I'm saying? So, Oh, okay. Snap. Uh, God just told me. His words, oh, <clears throat> his words, not mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, because guess what? I can be dramatic and cynical and sarcastic and all this other stuff, right? And like, hey, dude, my words, not yours. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I got you. I, I will do that. So part of this anatomy of redemption is a foray into that, mm-hmm. you know? So blending biblical stuff experiential stuff and also family therapy stuff. And then just our own anecdotal goofy experiences of stuff into a show that helps people, Mm -hmm. you know, helps people Mm -hmm. either like introduces you to Christianity or a a faithful way of living or, you know, refreshes the Christian mind or something like, Oh geez. Yeah. Their story sounds a lot like mine. I was, Mm -hmm zapped by a church and this and that. And I grew up this way and God's calling me back. I've been feeling it on my heart or Mm -hmm. or whatnot. And hopefully I'll never use stupid Christianese, but it might slip in there. We need to find new ways to say this stuff. That's actually something I've really been thinking about. What if we cuss a little bit? Does that, would that make it different? I'm not interested in that necessarily. Not that I'm immune to it, but. uh, (laughs) (laughs) You're immune to cuss. I'm not immune to it. I know. You're uh, not immune to curse words. No. Um, but I think it's helpful to, to, to share the process of what it looks like. So even last week we were talking about, um, you know, recently trying to listen to, trying to find Christian music that speaks to me, right? It's been really challenging, but I'm, I want to encourage you again, if this is something I'm going to talk to sort of like two ish different people here, maybe three, if you're new to the idea of Christianity, um, Christian music might be really overwhelming because it's challenging. Sucks. I think a lot of it is most of it sucks. Let's not be like that. A lot of it is not. I mean, a lot of it's pretty Hashtag facts. A lot of it's pretty, but I'm not interested in that. 
I really want something um, deep and moving and complicated. And that's what I love. So I'm mm -hmm. drawn to more of the like, actually the older Mars Hill music stuff. Yeah. Uh, any like Dustin Kinsrew, I always really like the ones that he led. Um, I just think he's a really, really great writer. Um, but I need to get better at finding new music and stuff. But that journey for me has been super fun because I'm going back and listening to stuff that I used to like sing with him on stage. Right. So that's like, it has its own fun vibe. Yes. But also it is meant to help. Like our therapist actually just said this today, which I was like, oh, doy. Yeah, doy. Why didn't I think about that? As I was saying, this idea of the music being like a weapon, right? I talked about that last week and our therapist just said, she's like, it also fills your mind with like the words of God. Like you're just filling your whole self and kind of like, you can't divide it up and be like, oh, I'm sort of thinking about this stuff. It's like a whole embodied experience of, of music. And I don't know that, that to me is just a really cool way of looking at mm -hmm. it. She's like, it's like, you're filling your mind with that stuff. And, but it's not necessarily an easy journey. Cause yeah. I think there's a big gap. If you know of music out there that is like punch brothers meets me without you meets Dustin Kinsrew meets who else? Me without you. You already said me without you. No, already you already said, said it. Meets that. I'm on a Marth. I'm on a Marth. <laughs> Show it to us. Lead it to us. Yeah. Share it with us because I want that. Right. And so this is, okay, I, I know that I've said this, but this is like a, 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 a summary to a degree. We hadn't gone to church for years and years and years. I didn't even know where my Bible was. I didn't know where it was. Hmm. Okay. Wow. A very important book. You don't know. It's like losing your passport is obviously way more than that. Right. Or your driver's license or your keys. It's like, I don't know. I, just, I hadn't driven for five years, but why don't I need to drive? I don't know. It's keys. You know? It's got a little bars. <laughs> That's funny. And we hadn't gone to church for years and years and years. Haven't read the Bible for years and years and years. And God forbid I would listen to worship music. You know what I'm saying? For years and years and years. And now, reading the Bible every single day, seeing it. With Seuss Ojos. With way different eyes. Why? Because my heart is different. Going to church, not thinking everything is super corporate and super lame, and this is the worst, and I'm smarter than a preacher or all this stuff. Going to church and actually enjoying it. Hey, this is good. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, it's, it's fun, right? And then the most major thing is listening to worship music. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, right? And most of it has been old songs from Mars Hill. Mars Hill had like, I don't know how many bands. Tons of bands. And they were literal bands. They would play shows elsewhere in the city. And they would write their own stuff. They would do old hymns. Um, well, we were a part of that, right? We could listen to our own music that we wrote. Mm -hmm. And holding back tears when I listened to these songs not because of nostalgia reasons or anything, just because it is so moving and I'm hearing the words, which is very verse-based, like Bible verse-based, and going, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And I promise you, I have not gone to church without choking up when they start playing. I have not mm -hmm. gone to church without doing that. I'm like, well, okay, what is going on? What is going on? And 
I can only attribute that to God changing my heart Mm -hmm. in that. This sounds even crazy. Am I even saying this right now? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's let's, um, dive into what it means for God to change your heart. Okay. Like, what does that mean to you? Let's put words on it in case someone doesn't understand, because that's a little Christianese, kind of. Hmm. Okay. Have you ever just had someone on your mind or you were thinking about someone or you had a real inclination to do a thing, you knew it felt right, you knew or or not didn't feel right and so you didn't do it kind of thing? You, you see where I'm going with that? I don't know. You went eight places with that. Uh, that is, I wasn't looking for this, uh, what else can I call it other than a heart change, mm-hmm. a mind shift, a pair of... My heart paradigm shifted. That sounds even more Christianese, <laughs> right? Um, I wasn't looking for it. I, it, God found me. You transformed. You're trans. <laughs> <laughs> Two listeners just went down to one, and the one, the 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 second of that listener is going to email you and give us a one star rating. <laughs> so anyway, it was. I, I don't. I don't know what to call it. Uh, a transformation, a God moment, a whatever Christianese thing you want to say. Let's find a word for it is what I'm saying. I want to have a word for it. I'll think of a, I'll try to think of a word for it, but it was, I thought this way. I felt this way. I saw the world this way and I didn't, I don't anymore. Mm -hmm. Now, of course that was a culmination of a lot of things. Like I said, in episode four, your brother passing away, different family stuff. Uh, my family having stuff and all these were some were macro stresses and a lot of them were micro stresses. And then just this last eight months, I've been in the shitter. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I can't think of any word other than that. And we're going to try not to cuss a, a ton on the show, but I was feeling depressed. I was like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. What is this? Mm-hmm. What's going on? You and I were having a lot of discord, and I'm not talking about the uh, social media channel, between one another. And it was, a, it was just, what, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Why isn't this working? Mm-hmm. I think I'm doing the right things. I'm a smart dude. I'm a good guy. You know, Melanie's smart. Why isn't this working? What is the deal kind of thing? And a lot of micro stresses and some macro stresses just culminated into... I, I I think I, I have it written down in my journal and stuff like that. But one of the big things was right around Christmas time, like the, I, for some reason, started reading the Bible again. I don't know why, but I just did. I found it and then started reading. Um, Our counselor told you to. But we started going to counseling and, oh, newsflash, the, she turned out to be a very godly Christian woman who practices therapy from a biblical perspective for clients who want that. And of course we were open to it. And I was just, yeah, I'll start reading the Bible, mess around and read the Bible. You know, <laughs> I, I effed around with the Bible and found Don't out. Don't say that. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. You found out. Um, That's funny. Yeah. I found out. Uh, and it was around early December and we said, okay, let's go try to go to church. And that morning I read a lot of the Bible, got up early. I was just reading a bunch of stuff and 
in the NIV Bible, in New International Version, it has like Cliff's Notes, and when it references back to Old Testament scripture and stuff like that, and usually I always kind of look and go and read back just because I'm curious. And every single thing that I read that morning, mm. we went to church, and the pastor read every single thing that I read, even went back to the to the references in Old Testament, and I was like... Uh, I think that was January. That okay. had to be New Year's Day. No, it was Christmas because it was the we Christmas didn't story. We go on Christmas. It was yeah, we did. We we I don't remember. It was somewhere in Jan in 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 December. Okay. Because the theme that I got from that, first of all, whoa, what a coincidence! I literally read everything that he preached about mm -hmm. that morning, every single verse. Mm -hmm. That's never happened before, right? So I was kind of blown away by that. And then I kept on reading, and it was Christmas, right? And I know that, you know, there's differences. And when Jesus was actually born, and no, it wasn't December 25th, obviously. But the theme of that that I had that was laid on my heart was, Seth, it all starts with Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, talking about his birth and all this and the, the genealogy of all that. Oh, it starts with Jesus, Seth, go back to that. You were raised that way. Mm -hmm. You were certainly disillusioned, you know, from stuff as you grew older, but you were raised that way and then go back. And then there's a lot more stories than just that one, like the crazy coincidence of the scriptures and stuff and reading at church. And then the realization it all starts there. That is the foundation. And if you guys listen to season one, in one of the darkest nights of my life, episode Hide the Guns, mm -hmm. when I thought you were going to shoot me or stab me, and I wasn't joking. I was like, I better sleep with one eye open. One eye open. Okay. Clutching your pillow tight. <laughs> you didn't think I knew it, did I you? I didn't think you knew that at all. Like, <laughs> That's pretty good. And then the scary truck driving. Oh, yeah. We're off to never, never live. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Anyway. That, and, and, that video scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. We should watch it. Anyway, <gasps> so that, that was a very dark night, and that was one of the times where I was like, I said, God, everything I'm doing is not working. Help me. And I, all I had was God in that moment, mm -hmm. right? So I came back to that. Eight months of struggling, white knuckling, oh, you know, why aren't we? The realization of this isn't working. Mm -hmm. not, not like our marriage was falling apart right. and, oh, this isn't working. I'm out of here. It wasn't that. It was my attempts to do thing after thing after thing after thing after thing. Read this book. Uh, go to hypnotherapy. Spend $700 a session on a famous hypnotherapist in California, which literally did nothing. No, I don't. Let's not talk about it. Wait, I did like three sessions with him or four, right? So anyway. Doing all Salsa these does real hypnotherapy. Salta. This guy. Now, Salta, we're going to interview. You'll hear our interview with her. She's amazing. That was... This other guy, and I, I don't want to speak negatively of it, but right. I was like, what are we doing? Yes. Zepto super, space. <laughs> super expensive. <laughs> Trying all these things and had that realization again, like I did years and years ago when I was scared for my life. It all comes back to God. Seth, what are you doing? Sure, you're great. You're cool. You're all this stuff, but you're nothing without... Me, the rock. What am I building my house on? Sinking sand or a solid, <coughs> solid oh. rock? Mm -hmm. Right? Which one? Which one works out better for solid you, rocks. for me, for the whole family? Solid rock. So having that realization and just 
coming out of the gate, man. I, I've never experienced God like this growing up in the Bible Belt. And I was telling Stephen Murphy, selling Stephen. When did you talk to Stephen Murphy? Plett. We did a show. Don't even. But he wants to do it over. Um, uh, talking. Talk Stephen's my friend. Talking to my dudes about it and never experienced God in this way. Never. You know, and then I think that I've, I know that I've said this before, the story of the prodigal son, mm-hmm. right? Me being a dad, a man with boys. The prodigal son is in the Bible. It's yes. a story about the son who just basically like says, sorry, dad, don't care about you. Give me my inheritance. I'm going to go do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And so the dad does. The kid runs away, mm-hmm. spends it all, ruins it, ends up sleeping with the pigs and eating slop. Right. And he comes back to the dad and the dad welcomes him with open arms and mm-hmm. says, oh my gosh, you're back. Kill the fatted calf. Let's have a right. party. Let's have a party. And then the like poopy brother gets mad about it. Yeah. But that is, I, I saw myself in that story and that is what God used to bring me back. Mm-hmm. And that even, even that kind of sounds weird. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't my choice. Like, fine, I'll come back. It was an undeniable I don't know. Calling, calling. Um, I would, I would be. If I, if I denied that and was just like, uh, dismiss that, that would be the worst thing I ever could have done. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So can I? I I would be like, no. That that is that you're a fool. Mm -hmm. Like you are literally a fool. That is what a fool does. Someone not wise, someone not smart, someone living in the moment, someone just so blind that they can't even see. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm not that type of person right. in the first place. And it's beautiful. Like it's been so moving, like tears and conversations that you and I have had. And I can just listen to a worship song and, you know, I mean, not really like that, but it, it chokes me up. And that is real feeling, which mm-hmm. is, Pretty cool, too. So. Yeah. One of the things I was going to say, sort of piggybacking on part of that, is that we were just talking about this in our women's group. We talk about uh, God a lot. I think most of the women in the group are believers. I, that wasn't on purpose. It's just how it happened. But last night we were talking about it because one of the women to be left anonymous who has red hair and her name starts with P. I don't know if she listens. Why, Robin? <laughs> Everything always comes back to why Robin. She's going to be famous on our show. Kaylina. Uh, knock it off with the names of people. But um, so I'm only saying that because I think those I know, ladies are fun. But the this particular lady that I'm talking about, she was sort of saying that she had kind of also gotten away from. She lived in Seattle for a while, and <laughs> what's she was, wrong with Seattle, man? <laughs> the Seattle freeze. But she was like, it, you know, I've 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 walked away from this, and in the start of the call, it was like. She was trying to figure out what was wrong. And then we kind of were like, hey, like, is this the thing? Is like, are you, should you kind of lean back into your faith? And what does that look like? And I, I explained it like this. I've lived both ways. I've lived without God entirely. Um, this was before we were married. Flues. Uh, <laughs> I lived just, I did whatever I wanted. There was no consequences. There was no boundaries. There were no rules almost. And discovered right away. Someone was saying this to me the other day and I can't remember who it was, but it was like, I lived this life of total like boundarylessness mm. and thought that that was freedom. Like I really thought 
Just do whatever you want. Drink as much as you want. Smoke as much weed as you want. I'm so free. But I was like, literally, those things were like killing me and being make. I just felt terrible. I made terrible decisions. I was unkind. It it was like Mm -hmm. its own form of like a prison. The idea that freedom came in multiple sexual partners and drugs and no accountability was actually like this terrible prison. And that's, I think, one of the biggest deceptions in the world that 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 is true freedom, that freedom really is no boundaries, no consequences. That's freedom. You know, be whatever you want to be, be a man on Wednesday and a woman on Friday, like be whatever. That isn't freedom. It's a terrible prison that traps your brain and keeps you so unhappy. And then I realized, uh, and I was talking to this lady who's a redhead whose name starts with a P, uh, about her journey and like coming back to faith and what would that look like? And she's like, you're exactly right. Like, and I, and I said to her without God, I make really bad choices Mm. without the guidance of God, the boundaries of God, the, without something to be obedient to, I, I'm not a good person. And I used to remember, like, I did not like it when church people would be like, I'm just this worthless sinning worm. Christine Kane kept saying, I'm just a worm. And it was so funny. She was meaning it to a be worm. Fun. a worm. No, she said, I'm a worm. But like, I don't like it when people say like, oh, I'm just nothing without God. Like, no, I'm not nothing. I'm, but I'm kind of a douche. Like, I'm kind of an a-hole if I don't have God. I'm actually really not nice when I don't have a thing to keep me centered and focused. And it's like that divine order of love it all goes back to God in my mind, mm-hmm. right? Again, that's even the divine order of like the health and well-being of plants or this nature or people or relationships. It all points back to that in my mind, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, and again, too, really wanting to share that this is a vulnerable, challenging journey because if you don't understand it and you think I'm just some sort of weird Jesus person you're not going to understand this. So like, if that's how you feel about this, this is not for you, but it's for someone else. So don't be mean about it. Right. But it's also challenging um, from my own perspective, because so many of people that I really care about think that this is dumb. Like they've full stop or like, Oh, gross. Like, here's the thing. And who knows where this is coming <laughs> from. Says that all the time. Here's the thing. <laughs> Every Tuff time we, that. Oh yeah. But here's the thing, dad. <laughs> okay especially out here in Seattle and just some of the current tenor of our culture right now. Mm -hmm. If you and I say, okay, instead of God and Christianity and the Bible that we're coming back to, Mm -hmm. if we said, you know, I had this moment and I was looking at my crystal (laughs) I didn't think that's what you're gonna say. And now, and now I'm a practicing Wiccan, mm-hmm. or I am converting to Judaism, mm-hmm. or converting to Islam, and don't DM anything about other religions. I'm not. I'm not. We're not saying. I'm not that. saying any of that. You do you. But if then then the scrutiny that we would get or maybe might get, uh, who knows, would be zero. Mm-hmm. Oh, good for them. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Yeah. They're going on a tree with Gabby Bernstein again. They're going to go earthing. They're going to go 
forest bathing. And <laughs> well, I believe all that stuff. Yeah, that's I'm not, like, I'm not that's saying, real. That's I know, energy, but I'm right? saying like, what's crazy is it? It could be anything. It could be like we decided. Seth and I decided we went on a spiritual journey. We decided that um, we're no longer entities and we're dust particles, and we celebrate like raindrops. And they'd well, be like, "Oh, what? that's so cool." <laughs> Right, there wouldn't be any any yeah. scrutiny, and we haven't even gotten any. But I, I I feel like I have to give these caveats because I've been in Seattle for so long. I was in the South. We wouldn't say, they say praise God, you're back, right? You know, but I don't know. That's just what people are kind of like right now, and I honestly don't care. In mm-hmm. fact, I've been thinking about our whole like our whole. I have to stop saying like, <laughs> never never saying it again. I like that idea. You love that idea. You keep mean. on, keep on. What was I saying? I don't know. Our whole thought about this. Our whole, you know, we're supposed to have an avatar. Like, who are we trying to reach? Who's, oh, uh-huh. who's listening? You know, our ideal client avatar. Our ICA, mm-hmm. ideal client avatar for listenership, coaching, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Is okay. We'll we'll work with anybody. <laughs> listen or don't listen. That's that's great. Noodle but noodle. maybe the biggest impact can be within the Christian church, mm-hmm. within Christianity, for people who kind of grew up in the church, mm-hmm. who either don't do anything now mm-hmm. and are being wacky, exactly like we did, or or maybe I did. I think I did way more than you did. Um, I win. Oh, yeah. You win God. Great. <laughs> You did that just now, and what I was thinking was the cat in the um, I win in the the Emperor's New Groove. Oh, so I did that, and then you went, "You win, God! Oh, great!" <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You understand? <laughs> what what you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe all the things that we are sharing, solely based on our experiences, will be more beneficial to Christians. Mm-hmm. Which that sounds weird, and we haven't even talked about that before. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe throwing it on you in front of, you know, millions of our friends. Okay. But I'm it's something. It. I mean, that's right? so who uh, knows? I, have, I don't know. Let's have a conversation we've never had. Okay. Here we're going to do it now. <laughs> Start. Uh, oh, you are? Are we? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think this is the thing. Okay. Hang in there, y'all. Uh, when I was at the women's retreat mm-hmm. in California, sunny, sunny California that I'm now in love with. Um, so many what we got to move to California now is that what you're saying we no move there California is the stupidest state in the hey, in the world stop but it. it is also beautiful the best the people of California California <laughs> I know really have like you the seen people. the sunsets in California before have you been to northern California no I haven't I really want to go so this is all I'm saying it is it is great I would never live there because it's, it's goofy but I don't think it's goofy Here's the thought, and this is the thing I don't understand, and I know, or I don't know, but I'm hoping and putting faith and trust in that God is using me, us, what Mm -hmm. we do, in a way that we can't see right Mm -hmm. now, and this is the way we start. So Christine Kane, actually, she spoke at the women's event. I love her. She's awesome. I've always kind of known who she is, but seeing her in person was like total game changer. She's, She's awesome, as she says. Um, but awesome. No, she's from Australia. She says awesome. 
Well, I'm uh, from the South, and that's how I say it. Awesome, like I say both. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was saying, you know, and she was speaking directly to me, like as in I asked her a question, and she was speaking exactly to me about it, answering my question, not speaking to the room, but talking to me. Mm. And I said, yeah, right now we do, my husband and I do a marriage podcast, and we coach but what I feel like God has put in my heart is something way bigger than that. I'm going to cry because mm. I cry every time I talk about it. I know you do. You haven't stopped crying since you've gotten back, which is good. But I've always cried about it before, this particular thing, because I don't understand it. Mm. And people see it in me. That's what makes it really challenging. And there's like a weird pressure almost with it, but whatever. So I feel like God is trying to use us or oh, I, I'm going to say us because I want it to be us, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it's us. It's, it's either us or me. I don't really know. Hmm. To do something big for people like us. Mm. Because I don't look out into the sea of preachers and teachers and see anyone that looks like me. The closest thing is Lauren Daigle, and she's not real close. Who the heck is that? She's like sings kind of like Adele. She wears like weird head wraps. Oh. She's a really good singer, but I don't know. Um, I don't even know if that's how you say her name, but... I don't, I think that that's what we're being like, like we're being pushed into or guided into or called Mm -hmm. into. And it starts here with small obedience here. Mm. And we've had people, again, I'm going to cry. Lady. Stephen Plett Mm -hmm. say, and Hatisha, his wife, say like, yeah, your show is about marriage. But when I watch it, I'm watching a journey of faith. And that's so awesome to have someone say that and to have like yeah. people reaching out like Stephen Murphy and I mean. Oh, Murph dog. Yeah. <laughs> old Murph Arena. Um, but like attracting God, putting into our lives people like Callie, who was the one who made us go to counseling. Like she didn't mm. make us, but she did basically with her eyes. Um, and these people, so God has surrounded us with people who are Christ followers who are saying, no, I see this thing in you that you just don't see. And I'm going to like push you to grow and to lean into your faith and to like, how many people do we have in our lives who are pushing us to that? A lot. A lot. Do we deserve that? Did we ask for it? I didn't ask. That's not what I said. I said, dude, we deserve that. I thought we were going to go off. Oh, each other. okay. So did we deserve that? Did we ask for it? I don't know. I why was going to say, why not here? Why not now? Why not now? <laughs> Uh, no, I, that I, was I that was a, a quote in the book that I got. It says, "Why not you? Why not now?" And I was like, "Ah!" Oh. So mm-hmm. we should get that tattooed finally today. I got to take Hattie skiing. Can't. Oh. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, I have to spend time with my daughter. I need Sorry. a tattoo. Sorry, I got to spend time with my daughter. <laughs> Sorry that it, it cramps your style from getting a tattoo. <laughs> tattoo. Uh, but. All of that to say, sick of this. I do think that and this is the conversation that we didn't think we were having. Remember, this is a conversation yes. we haven't had. Uh, is that I do think that there's a bigger, a bigger mission, a bigger calling, something that we can't even see. One, I think, because we're too close to it, it's like we're blind to whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You remember, like I've said that to people, I'm like, tell me what it is that uh, the value that I bring because I can't see it and I don't know how to like do more of it. So right. if you can tell me what my value is, then I'll know to like lean into it more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, which is kind of almost silly, but so that's, that's like an element of it. But I do think that we are being invited into something bigger and I'm excited for whatever that is, but I think it's going to require a ton of obedience 
a ton of like cutting away of things that do not line up with. I pray God gives us the wisdom to know what to keep or cut away right. or move towards or move away from. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. Right. And uh, cut away. I don't need what. Sell a car. It could be cut. I mean, there's a million things. That you give clothes to goodwill. Cut away. I don't know. Now you're just being flippant, and I don't. Rep- I don't appreciate that. <laughs> you're flippancy. Um, but I don't know. Again, we're sharing this journey because it's complicated. This stuff is weird and it's really hard. And I think of when I think of, um, people really being like sold out for Jesus is the thing that people say all the time. I just think of cults and I actually really have been fascinated in the culture of cults. Like I've listened to that one, uh, podcast, the heaven's gate that, um, my favorite, oh, my favorite producer made. Um, which is terrible. Like it's terrible. So I, and I've watched like the stay sweet, pray and obey ones. Like they're terrible. Cults are awful. And that's the first thing I think of when I think of Christianity, how it must seem from the outside. Like Mm -hmm. I'm some ding dong who doesn't have half a brain and I'm just following the pastor's will or some weird crap. And that's not it. That's not well, any of it. You're not a ding dong and I'm I'm not either. Am I a ho ho? Well, I'm a fudge round. That's way better. Take it apart and drink a white mocha while you eat your fudge round. Yeah, and then die from diabetes. That was my high school seconds. high school meal plan. <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? Uh, you're not a ding dong, and I'm not either. We're only sharing our journey. Mm-hmm. Oh, and guess what? If we're wrong, we're wrong. We'll share that too. <clears throat> we'll, yeah, we'll share that too, and we'll still pray and read the Bible and and you know. Mm-hmm focus on God and continue to share our journey. But I don't know. Right. I agree. Um, I don't know. I hope that this has been helpful and I do We're I, done now again. I know it's like looked at the thing is like way longer than I thought. But the one thing that I will say is that if you're in a place where you have either not ever done anything faith-based in your marriage, like you haven't prayed, you don't know how to pray, whatever, we have a resource for you. Um, go to anatomyofus.com forward slash prayer. It's there. You can get a prayer download, like a sheet to help you figure out how to pray. Uh, We did a video for it. So just go get that if you like have no idea how to do any of this. Um, But also just know that it's awkward at first. If it's something you've never done, it feels really weird. And you're like, I don't know, like, how do Mm -hmm. I do that? And this is silly and this is weird and I feel whatever, but I encourage you to press into it anyway. Um, I have found that if you're doing this stuff, praying, even if it's awkward, but you're doing it with a, like a really genuine heart of like, I really want the best, healthiest thing for my life or my kids or my husband or my marriage or my business. Like, I just want the healthiest thing. That's, that's kind of the vibe that, that helps me know how to do this best Mm -hmm. is that this is just the healthiest thing. It's not a weird, not a weird cult. It's not a weird, um, like like people use the word obedience and people hear submission and they go, Oh, that's weird. And I was thinking about this this morning. I was like, I don't know why I actually, I do know why I want to get tattoos. Okay. Back to tattoos. <laughs> I want to get on my hands right here. I want to get uh humble obedience. I just mm. think that'd be really cool. Mm. I like the words. I like those words. Um, but I was thinking this morning about how people are like repelled by this idea of like, of putting anything under any sort of authority, like, we should have no boundaries. We should be any gender we want or any whatever thing we just feel like being. 
And then I was thinking about the word obedience and how people put, they put it in this, they make it a, a weird, perverted, dumb, messed up word, right? And then I was like, the best, most like applauded dogs in the world are obedient. Mm. They're the dogs that you can do that and they know what you mean. Mm-hmm. You can whistle and they go that way. Like obedience is one of the best things ever. It's and, health. And those dogs, and I'm talking about like some of the herding dogs, yes. like Border Collies mm-hmm. and Australian Shepherds and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or duck dogs, mm-hmm. shout out to Brittany and Jeremy, <laughs> duck dogs, retrievers, stuff like mm-hmm. that. They are obedient and that benefits their owner. Mm-hmm. Their 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 value their goes teacher. up. Hold on. Their 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 that benefits their owner, their teacher, the one that takes care of them, mm-hmm. right? And they are useful mm-hmm. to the owner. Mm-hmm. They get the ducks from the freezing pond. They herd the sheep. They uh, bark at night for mm-hmm. intruders and stuff like that. It benefits the owner. Mm-hmm. Now think about it. What if we are dogs? <laughs> we are God's dogs. <laughs> I like that. God dog. <laughs> Well, no, you, you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And of course, dogs, whatever. But like when we are obedient, it's not like it benefits God, mm-hmm. like God needs us to do a favor or anything mm-hmm. like that. But we are It benefits happier. the earth. I mean, it does benefit so much. You know and saying? I think too, like we raise our children. And again, out in Seattle, ain't nobody making an obedient child, which just drives me bonkers. Like there's no boundaries out here, but obedience, loving obedience is where, what we're wired for. We mm-hmm. are wired for it. And when we don't have it, we, we turn into weird little psychopaths, right? Mm-hmm. But when we do have it and you meet a really loving, obedient kid, it's awesome. And I don't mean punished kid. I don't mean sh- like silenced kid. I mean, obedient, like he follows rules and he's awesome. Or she's just like, Super nice. You, I mean, I think of Jason and Satin's kids. Mm-hmm. They're the most obedient, mm-hmm. nicest kids I've ever, ever met. And they're yeah. the happiest kids too. They're great. And we as adults don't have anybody to be obedient to. Think about that. Like we're raised as kids to be obedient to someone, our parents. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden our parents become almost like our peers-ish, right? Because we're, we're having our own kids and blah, blah, blah obedience, like what does it look like to be obedient to the Lord in an awesome way, not a weird, like weird way in an awesome way. Mm -hmm. And to me, it all just points to health. It's what's the most healthy, loving, good thing you can do. Oh, it's just to be obedient, like sleep, right? Eat right. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't cheat. Don't rape. Don't kill. I mean, these are all really good things. And let me tell you, yes, I agree to all that. And don't remember if I've said this before, but Our podcast is over six years old. Mm -hmm. We have shared a lot, a lot, a lot of things that have benefited us. Like some of the books that we've read, Mm -hmm. the most beneficial books, we've had the authors on the Mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. Understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we talk about what is moving, what is beneficial, what is encouraging, what is hard. Mm -hmm. What is, yeah, I read this book and I didn't like what I had to say, but boy, it was what I needed to hear. We talk about that mm-hmm. stuff and share it. We did a whole episode on books that I've read about family systems and family of origin. Mm-hmm. We've, done, we've done two series on family of origin. So we are sharing information, things that are helpful, <clears throat> that are helpful to us individually, our marriage, our family, and other people. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly the same, mm-hmm. except it's on a 
cosmic spiritual level, Mm -hmm. right? So if any one of you make the mistake, and I'm really serious about that, if any one of you make the mistake and go, all right, they're, I don't know, they turned Christian, they were cooler when they cussed a lot and, you know, said all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, We are literally doing the same thing that we've done since day one of the show, Mm -hmm. sharing what is helpful to us, what is meaningful to us, Mm -hmm. what is edifying Mm -hmm. to us, what convicts us, what makes us feel super small because we have been convicted that we're being an idiot, Mm -hmm. right? And that goes from therapies to podcasts to videos to books to interviews to really vulnerable experiences. And this right here, this is pretty cool, actually, Mm -hmm. like this idea. This right here, what we're sharing in the anatomy of redemption is zero difference, Mm -hmm. except it has infinite power Mm. to change your life. All Mm -hmm. the books that are sitting on my shelf over there, the authors are either been dead for a long time or are going to die. You understand what I'm saying? We're sharing stuff that is helpful, powerful, convicting, edifying, encouraging, uplifting, positive, that comes from an infinite source. Mm-hmm. Understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Right. I want to say like a few more things too before we wrap it up. Uh, it's also helpful to me. I'm just going to say this in all honesty, listening to the Blurry Creatures podcast has helped me a ton. So if mm. you like were a Christian for a while and are in a weird season, um, I recommend listening to Blurry Creatures. Anything with Tim Alberino. Um, or uh, Tim Alberino to me is like the, the king of all of That's that. That's such a weird correlation. Hey, listen to this thing about Bigfoot and aliens. It's really weird, but it helps yeah, me a lot. It helps get closer to God. It, it actually really has helped me a lot. So if you listen to it and you're like, this lady's insane, then just don't listen to it. That's fine. Listen to something else. You could listen to Joyce Meyer. You could listen to Christine Kane, um, but or Lisa Bevere. But I, I'm not kidding when I say that listening to Blurry Creatures has absolutely transformed how I see what faith is and why it matters and why when they say it's like a war, they mean it. So again, that might sound so weird. And you're like, what are you talking about? Just go listen to Blurry Creatures, be prepared to be very overwhelmed by a lot of weird stuff, and then be like, I'm really Indiana Jones but really Tim Alberino is Indiana Jones. Right. And then you'd be really happy. And then you wish you could have gone to blurry con, but you didn't get tickets because it's sold out. And then Callie's texting oh you my about gosh. it. <laughs> okay. Here's another thing. And this has to be the last thing. No, it's not. It's not the last thing. So I want to say one more thing about kids, but go ahead. This, I don't know what you want to call it. Us talking about God way more. Also was supported by some really heavy hitting podcasters and leaders who We've actually, we've had him on the show like five or six, no, not five or six times. I'm being dramatic. At least twice, right? What are you talking about? I'm talking about Larry from the Dad Edge podcast, Ryan Mickler, mm-hmm. and other men that we have talked about. And they're, they're, they're coming back to their own faith, mm-hmm. right? Their own Christian faith there. And then, who I would love to have on the show, Andy Frisella talks about this stuff. He's like, yeah, there's war, man. He's not super explicit, but you know exactly what he's talking about, right? Ed Milet, Christian guy. Dad Up podcast. Brian Ward. Yeah. Go listen to all those shows, by the way. Mm -hmm. All these guys around me who I look up to, who I respect, are are Mm -hmm. pushing the same thing. I'm like, is this a coincidence? 
Mm-mm. I don't think so. It's right. God. It's God working and through multiple right. people. And I think what makes it challenging is because again, there isn't really a place for this for this type of walk in in faith and belief that doesn't feel stupid. Okay, we need to be able to to be the ones that step up and be like, let's just do this and be normal. Let's believe in Jesus and be normal, not like a weirdo. Not to knock Mormons, but not like and I'm always in my suit and my tie and like not that and just not do that. Um, but again, not to knock Mormons. I have many, many Mormon friends that I love. Um, but it's the culture of that, that I'm talking about. But the one thing I do want to say that I think is so important too, is that I got to a point where I realized, um, I was leaning on God in my mind, but never showing it outwardly, not on purpose. I just wasn't. And so I realized like my kids have no idea that when I get stressed out, I pray. My kids have no idea that when I start to feel overwhelmed, I ask for Jesus, like the peace of Jesus. He said, my peace, I leave, leave you, my peace, I give you. Okay. I do that in my mind, but mm-hmm. they don't know that. Mm. So they're being led by a mom who is following Jesus, but silent about it. No good. And I was very much convicted like, oh, I need to be saying these things out mm-hmm. loud. I need to be telling them that I pray. I need to be telling them that I do have hope for this type of thing in the world even though the world looks crazy and scary and whatever, this is where I place my hope. It's over here. It's not in the world. It's mm-hmm. not in the, even in the church or even in pastors or any of that stuff. My hope is in Jesus, a totally different vibe, mm-hmm. right? But I wasn't communicating any of that and not showing any of that. So I'm, I'm sharing that because especially if you have children and you want that, like your desire is for them to grow up and to have a, a faith or a religion or a spiritual walk with whatever, you have to model that. And you can't model it by being silent, you know? Who are you texting? Right. You can't. More is called than taught. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, they're, you're, you're teaching them not to pray mm-hmm. if they can't catch you praying. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's why I try and, to pray yeah. with them as much as we can. And if it's all in your head, they'll never catch it because nope. it's never coming out, right? So that was just something that really kind of yeah. quickened my <clears throat> spirit. So I hope that you have found this helpful. If not... Email us. Let's have a conversation about it. I, I've, or email questions and what else would you like to talk about it around mm-hmm. it? If there's something that yeah, we about can your help faith, with. about your own journey, or or maybe zero, nothing. If you have questions about it, talk to us. Hello at anatomyofus.com, mm-hmm. and I promise you, I will answer them or DM them, DM us on Instagram and stuff. You guys, we're also on TikTok and uh, swing over there to follow us as well. It's different content from IG, which is pretty cool. And thank you, Melanie, for thinking up of this Anatomy of Redemption series and initiating the whole thing. Um, It's been really cool to continually process our process in real time. Mm -hmm. So thank you for going on this journey with me. Thanks. Just not look at the dog. Look at Zinga. She's looking at us. Our dog's looking at us from the window. Okay, you guys. So yeah, this is the last episode of Anatomy of Redemption. I really hope that you like it. I pray that your guys' marriages grow. I pray that you grow as an individual mm-hmm. and you grow your family and lead your family yeah. to help. And let me say this. If you're listening to this and, you have, and you're like, I want them to speak at our church or I want them to speak at an event, invite mm-hmm. us. We'll yes. come. Yep. We will come. We will come. This is, we're here for whatever, wherever God leads us. And there's obviously, he's leading us somewhere. So uh, reach out, go to our website. Uh, hello, what is it? Anatomyofus.com. Yeah. All right, guys, we love you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Anatomy of Us. 
This podcast is produced by my mom, Melanie Studley, and hosted by my dad, Seth Studley. Our show is edited and published by our producer, Reba Hansen, from Creative Media Support. Special thanks to our Patreon members that get an extra episode every week. Thanks for watching. Love you. Bye. Bye.